Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of the Monday Check-In. Today is Monday, August 10th. My name is Damon Heitman. I am one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. Happy to be here with you, uh, broadcasting from my house in Hastings as opposed to last week when I was in my parents' house in Colorado. Yeah, that's right. Is it, if you go back and like look at like the thumbnails of these videos, it's interesting to see how often I am actually wearing like the same shirt <laughs> every Monday or like, oh, Greg must have been on vacation this week. Uh, Damon was someplace else this week and all that. It's, it's an interesting kind of a thing. Uh, I, think, I think I wore the same sweater for the broadcasts uh, in March and April. Uh, and so I think I'm wearing the exact same shirt every week for like three or four <laughs> weeks. But it's not that I was wearing that shirt all day. I would just put it on so I looked like I was dressed professionally for the sake of the broadcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, when it was cooler in the springtime, which was when we started this, which yeah. was a long time ago. Feels like forever <laughs> ago. Yes. Uh, there, was a, there was a yellow like pullover, like quarter zip thing that I wear a lot. And that was in most every video. Um, that or my Wartburg hoodie was in a lot of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. But good news for all of our loyal listeners. Uh, Damon and I were talking on Sunday and decided that uh, even when things return to some sense of normalcy, we think we're going to keep doing this. So uh, if you're excited about the Monday check-in, all seven of you, then uh, <laughs> it's going to keep going. Even just the seven that are, it's, it's a spectrum, right? So excited is the extreme end of the spectrum, you're saying. And there's yes. seven folks at the extreme end of the spectrum. And then yes. we assume a whole host of folks who are, you know, on the, on the positive feeling end of the spectrum, but maybe not all the way at the end of it. Yes, indeed. No, we're, uh, in fact, yeah, we're, we're, we're averaging 30 to 40 listens. So uh, I, I, was, I was being a little self-deprecating there. But uh, yeah, no, we, we're enjoying this. And um, we're even talking about figuring out ways to help this serve as a resource for potentially other pastors because when we get back into the lectionary cycle um, we'll be able to publish these on Monday and for other pastors who are prepping sermon for the following Sunday they can listen to our witty banter and perhaps get some ideas for their sermons as well yeah so that's a lot of talk about uh, you know um, abstractness of what this thing is <laughs> but what this thing actually is for those who may not know is uh, we take a little bit of time we share a little bit of what's going on in the life of first prez and then we switch gears and we take a little bible study uh, kind of a mini bible study we preview uh, what is coming up we hope for the week ahead and so that's what we're going to do this week just as we have done it almost every other week and so we start with uh greg what what should we know well, uh, continues to be a lot happening in the life of the church. So uh, we did start something in the month of August. We're still not doing worship in our sanctuary, but we are doing an in-person worship service in the park every Sunday at 9 a.m. And so if you want to join us in person, uh, it's a sort of an abbreviated, simplified service. We do it in Alexander Park, which is just across the street from the church on the north end. And we invite you to join us. Uh, we ask you to bring your own chair and bring a mask. And uh, we do some pre-recorded music at that service. And then uh, you'll hear the same sermon there typically that you'll hear or some version of it 
you would hear at our 10.30 stay-at-home worship. But uh, So 9 a.m. Sundays, and then 10.30, we're continuing our stay-at-home worship service, uh, which we do broadcast on Facebook Live, as well as on 1550 KICS AM radio. And that is recorded and also put on our local public access channel on TV. So uh, those are your options for the month of August. And we don't know yet what September will hold, but uh, session will meet on August 20th to talk about what the worship schedule will look like for September. But these Worship in the Park services are working out really well. Uh, and so we're excited about continuing those and hope you might be able to join us if you're in the Hastings area. Additionally, uh, we're in our Summer Sermon Song Series. And so uh, we, uh, we've preached on a couple of songs. We did James Taylor last week. Uh, we did uh, Neil Young. And we did Maroon 5. Uh, and this week, we believe we're going to have something from a musical that we'll be talking about in just a moment. But uh, yeah, Summer Sermon Song Series. If you did not submit a song but had one in the back of your mind, go ahead and send that to me and Damon. And even though it won't make it into this lineup for the Summer Sermon Song Series, it may make it into a podcast. It may make it into a Monday check-in or some other podcast. So go ahead and uh, pass that along to us. Or we'll use it next summer. So we'd love to hear from you on that. Uh, finally, we're continuing our uh, conversation group on anti-racism. So invite you to join us for that. In June, we watched the movie Just Mercy. In July, we read the book The Hate You Give. And uh, this month, we are reading a book whose title is incapable of entering into my brain. So I ask to Damon every time. <laughs> the book is entitled... <laughs> I'm Still Here. I'm Still Here. I yeah. have it. It's an audio book, though. And I think that's part of the reason I can't remember it. Because I've never <laughs> yeah. actually held the book. It's just something I pull up on my phone and listen to. And so that's my excuse for not being able to remember the title. I'm still here by Austin Channing Brown. Is that the right name? Yeah. Austin yeah. Brown Channing. Austin, um, I think Channing Brown. Yeah. Anyways, great book. Uh, we invite you to check that book out and then uh, join us for conversation groups. If you'd like to get the links for those conversation groups, we do them by Zoom. We do one on Wednesday afternoon one on wednesday evening and one on thursday evening we invite you to join us for that uh and even if you can't join us these are good books to read to get us thinking about the intersection between the work of anti-racism and our faith and how the two uh, are so intricately linked and how we are called as, as as followers of jesus christ to work to fight racism in our uh, in our society so uh the last announcement i have for you is our uh, united harvest food distribution this is where we do a big food distribution of four to 500 families. We do that once a month. It's always the third Saturday of the month, turns out. August 15th, this Saturday is the third Saturday of the month. So we invite you to join us. We need lots of volunteers to make that ministry run. Come down to the Peace Center at 9 a.m. on Saturday and we'll get you uh, plugged in and helping us out with the food distribution. We've set up a system that both keeps our volunteers as well as our neighbors safe. Um, so that's, uh, that's what we've got going on in the life of the church. Looks like Baloney is joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the cat just jumped into Damon's window and is peeking over his shoulder as we do our live broadcast. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, sorry you're missing the visual, but uh, you can hop over and join us on YouTube as well. Yeah. Just imagine how amazing it is, though. You ever, um, are you familiar with Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. Okay, well, there's a, there's a collection of Calvin and Hobbes called Homicidal Psycho Jungle Cat. Just imagine that, just like right over my shoulder. But that's not baloney at all. Baloney <laughs> no. is so sweet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Neither homicidal nor psycho. Perhaps no. a little jungle cat in there. But <laughs> oh, for sure. I see. Cats are amazing. Okay, quick side. Cats are amazing. 
I understand that not everybody likes cats or whatever. I don't, that's fine. I've seen her jump in the air, catch a fly with her paw, jam it into her mouth in one action. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that would be impressive to watch. I will grant you that. Cats are amazing. I mean, most creatures are amazing in one way or the other. Yes. At any rate, it is, we, Austin uh, Channing, it is Austin Channing Brown. By Austin the way. Channing Brown, just, thank you. Yeah, just Those, sure. Yes, we want to respect people's hyphenated last names since, yeah. uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, should we, should we shift gears? Let's do that. Okay. Uh, opening prayer, you or me? Uh, how about you? Okay, fair enough. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, as we gather together at the start of another week to consider your word, just ask that your presence might be with us, that, that your wisdom might come to us, that you might once again meet us where we are, offer us the words, the questions, uh, the insights that will help to deepen our faith and more fully align our hearts with your own. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this coming Sunday, we believe and we hope. Can you hear like a motorhome in the back? Okay. Yeah, that is my neighbor. I'm on my front porch, and uh, my neighbors they have a they have an RV, like a motorhome kind of a thing, uh, and that's what that is. So I'm imagining that they're gonna move it, and uh, I'm debating. Why don't we uh, listen to the song? Okay. And maybe they'll be done by the time. So mute yourself when the song is playing. We'll listen to the song, and then maybe the uh, the, the, the motorhome will be moved. Okay, I'm going to click some buttons so you fill a little more time. All right, I'm filling time. So, yeah, Summer Sermon Song Series, and uh, we believe this Sunday will be uh, what you're going to listen to, which is a song from the musical Wicked. Uh, and uh, if not, it'll be something else, and then you will just have had a bonus uh, and we'll be doing the song from Wicked on August 30th. But regardless, it looks like Damon has it pulled up now, so we will listen to uh, the song um, For Good, or Changed For Good, from the musical Wicked, and we're using a cover, and we do this so that we don't get the broadcast taken down for a copyright violation. So. People come into our lives for a reason Bringing something we must learn And we are led to those who help us most to grow If we let them And we help them in return Boulder, halfway through the world. 
say before we part So much of me is made of what I learned from you You'll be with me like a handprint on my heart And now whatever way our stories end I know you have rewritten mine by being mine I knew you I have been changed for good and just to clear the air I ask forgiveness for the things I've done you blame me for but then I guess we know Great song, yeah. yeah. I think there's. I think it's it's part of a lot of reasons for as to why Wicked was so incredibly popular. Yeah, and in fact, this particular song won a Grammy, um, and Wicked won all kinds of Tonys. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Wicked was a musical, and it's the untold story of the Witches of Oz. And this song is a duet between Glenda the Good Witch and Elphaba. Who is sometimes uh, supposedly known, bad some, witch? Yes, yeah, sometimes known as the Wicked Witch of the West. Correct, uh, and it retells their story from a very different perspective. And they are sisters, sisters, or just friends? No, they. Um, well, in the musical, and I'm. It's based on a book. I don't know if you've ever read the book or not. Uh-uh. Uh So I read the book. I. The the two pieces of work are very very different. Um, but they meet in college. They're college roommates. Okay. Yes. So in the musical, I believe they're elementary school friends. I just, no, I don't think that's true. You think it's college? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
They met so, at, yeah, they met at, uh, at, at Shiz. That's the wizard school. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, they, uh, it's been a while since I've seen the musical. Regardless, it tells their story and it puts a different light on it. And, and of course, they have this clash that occurs in Oz, but uh, this is the song where they reconcile with each other uh, beautifully. Uh, and, and you can tell from the lyrics what a beautiful song of, of reconciliation and compassion and, and forgiveness this is. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. And uh, so, and you paired that with a couple of different scripture readings. Yeah, um, I went two Old Testament readings last week, so I decided to go with two New Testament readings this week just to mix it up a little bit. Oh, okay. You felt you needed some balance maybe? or Indeed. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the first from Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 17 uh, reads something uh, along these lines uh, so this is, um, this is one of Paul's letters um, to those gathered in where are they? Colossus? Colossus is that, well, is that the name of the town? I don't, I don't think so. I said it was like, 40, though. You, you believed it for a second. Yeah, but then I remember that he was from Rhodes. Okay, at any rate. So Colossians uh, reads like this. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if any has a complaint against another... Forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed we are called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. And, this, and that reading ends there. And then also you have John, uh, chapter 15, verses 19 through 17. And this, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, seems to be part of the run-up to Jesus' trial and crucifixion. Correct. Right? Yep. This is, is this connected to the Last Supper scene? It is. Yeah, it's part of the, the lead-up to, yep. Okay. Uh, so just to give folks a little context there. Um, so this is Jesus speaking. As the Father loved me, I too have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. This is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to give up one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I don't call you servants any longer because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends, because everything I heard from my father I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could go and produce fruit and so that your fruit could last. 
As a result, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. I give you these commandments so that you can love each other. And that's where that reading ends as well. That's from a slightly different translation. Um, or may, I think maybe that's it's just the NRSV. Okay. Yeah. It's striking me differently for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, uh, both of these scriptures spoke to me as I listened to the song. And um, the, the first one, I, I think, really beautifully sort of parallels the song in many ways. Um, of course, the ground in forgiveness, bear with one another. If anyone has a complaint against you, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive, which is a, a big part of the story between Elphaba and uh, Glenda. Glenna or Glenda? Glenda. Glenda. With a D? G-L-I-N-D-A. Glinda the Good Witch. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, but then it goes beyond that and again parallels uh, that they teach and admonish each other in wisdom. uh, And then the idea of gratitude and and so much of the, the song uh, is, is bound up in gratitude that they have for one another. Um, and so I just, to me, the, that Colossians verse just really stunningly paralleled sort of the narrative track of the song. And so the, nothing particularly uh, profound or magical about how I was going to connect that, the scripture and the song, just uh, it really spoke to me in that way. Um, and even a, an encouragement to, with gratitude in your heart, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and they connect that to the wisdom and admonishment, right? Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your heart, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And that's kind of what we do with the Summer Sermon Song Series, right? We take songs that teach us, that admonish us, and we sing them or listen to them and from them derive the lessons that we're called to derive and connect them to our walk in faith, connect them to scripture. So anyways, that was, I don't know, uh, kind of a really straightforward interpretation uh, but that, that's kind of what spoke to me with that Colossians passage. And I really like that Colossians passage. I've used that in a number of uh, weddings that I've done. Yeah. And uh, it just, it speaks to me about what does, what does a life of discipleship look like? What does it look like to try to live out our faith, particularly in community, particularly for how we engage with one another, which is, again, I think the song teaches us those same lessons in many ways. Yeah, and I, um, so I imagine like this Colossians, Paul's letters were often like written to um, what we would think of as church communities. Um, they may not have called themselves churches at the time that they were organized, but, um, and oftentimes sort of this sort of struggle of uh, how do we live together mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, and this, this connection in here between teaching and admonishing that those are related things. Um, I think we often, we don't oftentimes think of admonishment as a form of teaching or as a form of instruction. Um, but these two characters, um, Linda and Alphaba, they, uh, they're sort of forced together into one another's lives and they're both highly suspect of the other one. Um, for a variety of reasons, some valid, some not, I would say. Um, and they, of course, end up, you know, because it's a story, they, they end up 
being able to gain at least some amount of wisdom from one another. And if not wisdom, at least a, a deeper appreciation of who the other is um, and a certain amount of uh, empathy or sympathy for, for them um, and how they see the world and go through life. Um, and I think that's, and that's a call that we have as as faith communities as well, like to engage in that activity with one another. That um, to to um, so Wardberg, where I went to college, as part of their mission statement was this idea of um, they were to challenge and nurture their students. Mm. Uh, that it was it was both uh, love and and appreciate and, uh, you know, and make space. And at the same time, like there's, you're gonna encounter ideas or you're gonna encounter different perspectives. Like you have to be challenged on things as well. Um, and that's a thing that sometimes makes us uncomfortable. We don't, we don't like that. <laughs> we don't like to be challenged. We don't necessarily like to challenge others. Um, we worry about how some how are they going to react to that? I don't know. And um, and these, by way of being, since they were roommates, <laughs> they, these two characters didn't really have any escape from one another. They they had to do it. Yeah. I think also about um, the song always makes me think about providence. Um, just this. The, so the first verse is. I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, um, bringing something we must learn. And we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and we help them in return. I don't know if I believe that's true, but I know I'm who I am today because I knew you. Um, and this, like, this question of providence has always been a kind of a theological sticking point for me. It's, um, so this idea that, God is leading all of the, all of the paths um, are being led by God very directly uh, and orchestrated very finely. Um, and I, I think that, that I hesitate on that because it, then it makes me ask a lot of more questions about God. Um, if that's true, then God is leading people into a lot of suffering um, and lots of those sorts of questions. Um, but this idea that I don't really know how I got here or why I got here, but I have learned something from this um, is is an important one as well. Yeah, yeah, and that that balance that we have between providence and free will—how much of our own free will are we enacting—that puts us in the situations that cause us to suffer versus God necessarily putting us into situations intentionally so that we suffer and and that is it that's a challenging question um and our our reformed faith sort of the forefather of of reformed faith john calvin um leaned very heavily on the, on the notion of of providence uh sometimes related to the idea of predestination right and uh and and many reformed theologians have have drifted more into what you said damon of 
I've got myself here, but I do see God at work in the midst of this redeeming, that God has, has turned this into a lesson for me. God has taught me something about love or humanity or compassion or something through the midst of this suffering that I have endured. Um, and then the question is whether or not God pushes us into that suffering or, or causes the suffering, or is God with us in the suffering in the midst of that and, and walking with us and helping us through that um, and working to reconcile and redeem in the midst of, of suffering that's caused by humans, right? And it's a, it's, it's a good question. And, and this, this song does beautifully raise the question about what does that mean for us and, and how do we engage with that? But I, I tend to, I mean, the lyrics about the fact that God is, or that they don't say God, but that, that they have been brought together by destiny or fate, or in our case, we would say by God, so that they could learn from each other and, and become better people in the process. I, I do believe that. I do believe that God puts people in our lives to help with that. I, um, I started uh, preparing for our Monday check-in and, and starting to write my sermon this morning, and I listened to two or three different versions of this song and uh, pulled up the lyrics and read them. And uh, the first thing I did was uh, email my mentor, uh, one of the most important mentors in my own uh, journey as a Christian leader. Uh, and I, I just, I sent him the lyrics to the song and I just said, thank you. Uh, thank you because I have been changed for the better and I have been changed for good because of you. Uh, and the way that you you poured into me the way you were my friend, the way that you taught me and admonished me and, and all of those things. And I, I generally get prompted to do that about once a year. And I just out of the blue, he probably is sick of getting these, or maybe he puts them in a file somewhere. I don't know, but uh, it, it really made me think about that and made me reflect on that and be grateful for that. That, uh, And I think a lot of our discipleship is, is that notion of, of coming alongside people as friends or as mentors but also having the humility to recognize that we have something to learn from folks who, um, who we're walking with. Right. So maybe God has put me in someone's life as a spiritual leader, but I need to have the humility as a spiritual leader to recognize I also have something to be learning from that relationship. Um, and there's a mutual mentoring that can go on, uh, through the course of a friendship like that. And that was one of the great strengths of this mentor that, that I emailed is, um, he would often acknowledge that he was learning from me, despite the fact that, he had a lot more wisdom than I did and a lot more experience in the world and all that stuff. But uh, there were ways that we were learning from each other as well. So anyways, yeah, just some good stuff there. Yeah. Um, there's a great sense of, of appreciating or attempting to appreciate sort of where you are um, and, and how you got there and, and this idea, well, this is, I don't know. I don't know if, if I'm better or worse than I was, <laughs> um, but I know, but I know the influence that others have had on me, uh, and and can be appreciative of that. And there's this real sense of, of mutuality in that journey as well. And I would assume that most of us would be able to would be able to go back through and point to teachers or pastors or friends or whomever the case. Um, who have have helped to form and to shape us um, as people of faith, or, or hymns, uh, you know, uh, all of those sorts of things. Um, 
And I think that sense of mutuality also comes through in this John passage, um, the, this intimacy that Jesus describes uh, that I, I've loved you as the Father has loved me, and so we are, and we've been on this sort of journey together, and, and you can continue on this if you keep my commandments, and um, that that comes through in that sort of that sense of I've I've attempted to offer you things. <laughs> um, it's sort of up to you if you want to take them and, and run with them or not. Um, but can't say I didn't give you nothing. Well, in that turn too, in this passage where Jesus says, you're my friends, right? And, and here, this is the Messiah. And they, they're all looking up to him. They've been following him for three years in this ministry. He's, he's about to tell them, uh, institute the Lord's Supper and tell them how he's going to die and all that stuff. And, and he says, it's not just that, you're looking up to me. There's a mutuality. You are my friends. I consider you my friends. And there, there's a powerful message in that, that, that God would do that, that God would, would, would want to be our friend. I mean, God is God and we are not. And yet God is entering into this relationship with us um, and treating us as friends and expecting the same from us. And so um, how do we live into that uh, both in our relationship with God and in our relationship with one another? And, I think that's what I'll be poking on and exploring uh, with the with the sermon this week. Yeah, I should think that that would preach. Uh, there's part of this sort of makes me um, think that this is like this is an All Saints Day. Sort oh, of a, this would be a lovely All Saints Day sermon, wouldn't it? Sort of a theme. Yeah, yeah. I might I might pull some of that into that too. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, when I was a pastor in Little Falls, uh, a group of us uh, went to Haiti and spent some time in Haiti um, doing some work there. And this song sort of became kind of a theme song for that group, uh, the sense that we've gone there, we've met people, we've um, experienced life with them a little bit, you know, at least. And, uh, and it, has, it has had some sort of lasting and changing effect on us um and yeah we've been changed for good however i think the song is a little ambiguous on how it wants you to interpret that word good um but yeah so i remember i think we played it during the service that we um like the share what you did service after you get back i think we played this song um maybe as postlude or something but, good stuff Okay, is that it? I think that's all I've got. Can I close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, please do. All right, let's pray. Gracious God, our, our lives are in constant flux. They're in a constant state of change. When we sit down and we reflect on this song about what it means to be changed for the better and what it means to be changed for good, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that you have changed us for the better. Although we haven't always taken your teachings or your admonishments the way we need to, Lord, you keep at us and you keep trying. We also give you thanks for the people that you have put in our lives that have changed us for the better and changed us for good. Continue to put those people in our lives and continue to give us humble spirits to learn from those people that have crossed our paths and have been put in our lives to change us. May we be changed into what you call us to be, 
people of compassion and love and mercy and justice and above all peace. May that peace of Christ be in our hearts and may we be bearers of that peace of Christ in the world. We ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, with all those things said and done, I'd say until next time, toodaloo.